0: This is episode 136, Get Out of Your Head and Listen to Your Heart with Emma. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice, as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So happy to have you joining me. Had some great retreats out in Australia this past weekend. And the next foreign country I'm going to be visiting is the UK. I'm going to be teaching a retreat in London towards the end of July. It's going to either be for coaches who want to build their business, or I'm just going to do a personal development retreat depends a lot on you and what you want from me. So please email jill at christinehasler.com if you're interested in getting on the notification list for that. If you live anywhere in the European area, I highly suggest you start planning ahead to come see me out there because it's rare that I go and teach out in that direction. Also a really exciting announcement is that we are going to start filming podcast episodes. Not everyone, but we're going to start putting some up on YouTube and they'll also air here on your iTunes or whatever platform you listen to. And we need people that are interested in being coached live on camera. So it's free coaching. It's an opportunity to get coached by me, not only directly, but face to face. If you're interested in that, the first day we're going to do that is going to be in May in the San Diego area. So email jill at christinehassler.com if you'd like to apply for that. And finally, if you want to get coached on the show, just a regular call in, email assist at christinehassler.com to get on the waiting list for that. I have a great episode for you today that has to deal with getting out of your head and listening to your heart, especially after an expectation hangover, such as a divorce, like our caller, Emma, who's trying to figure out a lot. Before we dive into the show, I want to thank our sponsors for today everyone could use a little help with designing space in their home, right? Well, Havenly is the most delightful way to design spaces in your home on any budget. You get to partner with an interior designer to create a beautiful space based on your unique style. You can tell them what you love directly through Havenly's platform with access to hundreds of retailers and the guaranteed best prices. Havenly is the easiest and most affordable way to actually Redesign a space in your home. They've completed tens and thousands of beautiful designs and their team of designers works with you online to design the living space of your dreams. Whether it be a guest room, a family room, kitchen, whatever. Starting at just $79 per room, Havenly helps you every step of the way using your budget and your style to shape the design you want at a price you can afford. Because everyone deserves a beautiful living space. Start by taking the free Havenly style quiz. It's a fun way to learn your unique design style and helps Havenly match you with the perfect designer to put together the perfect room. And I can tell you now that I'm a nomad right now and I'm moving from place to place, currently at an Airbnb in Australia, design makes all the difference. It's one of the things I look for when I'm picking an Airbnb is does it have a nice design? Does it make me feel good to be in it? Whether you work from home, spend a lot of time at home, entertain, you want to have a nice space that you can relax in and feel good. So try Havenly today by visiting Havenly H A V E N L Y dot com slash over it and get twenty-five percent off your first design package. That's Havenly.com slash over it for twenty five percent off your design package. Again, havenly dot com slash over it. And our next sponsor, Daily Harvest delivers frozen, one-step prep, plant-based eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, savory harvest bowls, overnight oats, and more. Now, I know that when things get crazy in your life, you may end up eating junk food or skipping a meal altogether. It's almost like fruits and vegetables don't even exist. The worst part is that all that junk or skipping meals leaves you feeling either gross or totally depleted. Then you get stressed and the cycle can repeat itself. That's why I love Daily Harvest for all my listeners. They deliver plant-based frozen eats right to your door so you don't even have to think about making the healthy choice. They're perfectly portioned cups of organic fruits and vegetables, and each cup stays in your freezer and you can be prepared in just one step. All you have to do is add water or your favorite milk, I like almond, to the cup and blend or heat. With Daily Harvest, you can make an amazing snack or meal filled with delicious whole ingredients in 30 seconds. So no excuses. It's the perfect thing to have on hand for those days where you just don't have time to cook or you just don't want to. But Daily Harvest is becoming my first choice any time of day. So go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code it to get three free items in your first box. Again, that's promo code OVERIT for three free Daily Harvest cups at dailyharvest.com. Dot .com. That's promo code over it for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Again, daily-harvest.com, promo code over it. So shifting gears back to the episode, we talk a lot on the show about the importance of actually feeling our feelings and dealing with our past rather than stuffing it all deep down inside thinking we're being quote-unquote strong. True, it does take a lot of strength or denial or numbing devices to stuff away our feelings. However, if we truly want to hear our heart and have strength of heart, we have to be willing to be vulnerable. The show is called Over It and On With It for a reason. I would never call the show just get on with it without saying get over it first. All of us have things from our past that were challenging, for some even traumatizing. And so a huge part of getting on with the life we truly want is to get over the life we've had so far. And we don't do that by just sweeping the past under the rug like Emma, our caller today, is attempting to do. My coaching session with her is a great example of how someone who is emotionally suppressed and stuck in their head struggles. You'll hear how her question is about getting clarity on her next steps, but she can't get clarity as long as she's suppressed. It takes us a while to get to the meat of this session, as it usually does with people who are suppressed and stuck in their head. I know because I used to be one of those people. So hang in there as this is really a beautiful call. As you're listening, consider... Are you confused, seeking clarity about something? Do you feel rather blah, perhaps even depressed? When difficult things happen, do you try to just be strong and get over it? Do you make decisions more with your head than your heart? And how are you with your feelings? Do you actually feel them or do you just attempt to rationalize them, get over them and hope they go away? So keep these questions in mind as you're listening to my call with Emma. Emma, welcome to the show. What's your question?
1: Well, I split up with my husband um, end of last year after 12 years of being married. And I find myself in a little bit of a place now where I just don't really know where I am in my life, where I want to be. And I just don't really know What's the next step to do and and where I should live? I um, mm-hmm. moved from my husband over to the UK and um, I love it here, but I just don't know where to live in the UK itself, I guess.
0: How long have you been living where you're living?
1: I'm only one and a half years at this place and I kind of tend to always move after not longer than three years. Yeah. <laughs> this has been kind of my life for the last 12 years.
0: And was that because of your husband? Yes, that's right. Yes. And why did you get divorced?
1: Well, we haven't been divorced yet. So this is the next step in getting the separation really fully closed. We split up end of last year. Um, why? Because it was, I guess we had different goals. Um, I'm always... Um, we we had conversations about having children in the past and I I thought that on some point I would be ready for having maybe children but I never really felt that way and he just um, he is a bit older than me and he wants to have children so we made the decision really together we had conversations about this um, that perhaps it's better to, to go separate ways so he can also live his dream and have children
0: and was not having children something you always wanted or was it something that that you came to clarity about later.
1: I don't know. I, we we did actually try to have children, or we kind of thought maybe it would be a good time to have any. But I, it just at the end, it was it was almost that that the the whole act of having sex also just meant having a child, and just put a lot of pressure on everything.
0: Okay. Well, usually, I mean, was that the only reason why you split, or were there other things in the marriage?
1: Well. I my husband always said that I just spent too much time I have two horses and I spent a lot of time with them as well and that came later in, uh, in our relationship so I um, well, we we um got the horses at a time when it, where I guess it was slightly that that my husband was not feeling very well and yeah, they maybe filled the gap for me, which mm-hmm. I needed from him. And so, yeah, he, he tried to, he did try to see whether he liked it as well, having horses and it's a, a great commitment really from, um, to have them. And I can understand that that's something which he doesn't enjoy. So. Well, here's, and how, what's the age difference? He's uh, six years older than me. Oh, that's not much. That's, that, that's nothing.
0: Um, <laughs> so it, here's what I can't tell from you. Are you happy about this divorce or do you want to fight for your marriage?
1: Initially, I thought when he told me that he wanted to split up, I thought, yeah, I want to give it a try and I want to see whether we can work something out. But as he just kind of said, no, he, he really, he's already moved on. He's got a new um, girlfriend and is okay. kind of happy with the whole situation. And I don't know how I can say that I want to stay in this relationship either. I think it is a good thing that it happened in the end. But um, it just leaves me, it leaves me in a situation where it's just really weird for me because I don't actually, you know, like I have been with him and I was his wife for this time and I haven't really built any relationship with other people really. And I just. And how old are you now? 30. You're 30.
0: Okay. So. And you were married 12 years. So you got married when you were 18.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I w- got married when I was with Chris for 12 years. I got married when I was 21. Yeah.
0: Okay. But you've been with him 12 years. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So still 21 is still a baby. All right. So your, mm. your initial question to me was trying to figure out what you want. Like what's your next step? What to do? All of those kinds of things. But in my talking to you, Emma, it sounds like, just from how you're answering the questions and just kind of my sense of you is that there's sort of a, a blah feeling. Like, do you ever feel just a little bit depressed? Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, my, my kind of way of dealing with things is just, just getting over it, just kind of moving on.
0: Well, that, that usually involves sweeping it under the rug and never dealing with it. Most people, when they try to get over things and move on, they, they suppress their feelings. And the suppression of anything leads to depression. And whenever we're depressed because we're suppressed, then it's really hard to access our intuition and to know what we want and to fully have a sense of self. So it seems to me like you probably have been feeling this way a while. Um, it doesn't sound like your marriage was something that really brought you a lot of joy and connection. And so I'm wondering, why did you marry him in the first place?
1: And that's a very good question, actually. I have made a lot of decisions in my life, kind of more by logic, in a way as well. So I, I thought at the time that I loved him, and we had a good time together as a couple. And everything was kind of how I thought yeah, this is how I could spend the rest of my life. But it wasn't, you know, where other people maybe make the decision, which is really from the heart.
0: Well, Most yeah. of
1: my decisions have been very logical. Um I, t- I don't know. It's something which I've been brought up with to a certain extent that it's, yeah.
0: So are you saying that your decision to marry him was logical? It wasn't a heart-based decision? Yeah. So, what were the logical reasons? Like, what were the reasons?
1: So, one of the reasons was that, um, he was in the army and it was really something where if we were wanting to stay together, we would have to get married in order to stay in a house okay. and, um, living together and just make it easier for us to move as a couple rather than as, um, singles. So, that okay. was one of the reasons.
0: So, let me ask you this. Um, did you feel, very lonely growing
1: up maybe a little bit but um not lonely in the sense that there was no people around but more lonely in the sense that (laughs) that there was um that my sisters were quite tricky Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and they always had a lot of attention so right
0: and so you felt like they got more attention and you were sort of left out or left behind
1: yeah, it was kind of more, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just said it wasn't the right time, most of the time, to just to be there, really.
0: So what's the emotion that's coming up now? I don't know. <laughs> well, it seems like sadness. Yeah. So what makes you sad when you think about that feeling of people being around, but feeling a little lonely, feeling a little left out, feeling a little separate?
1: Just, well, in a certain way it makes me feel sad, but my logical head always gets in the way, and then it just says they probably needed the time more than I did. Yes,
0: your logical head is not doing you any good. I don't know lo- how to
1: switch it off.
0: Uh, y- you, yes, you do, because you're feeling these feelings right now. So there's a part of you that has switched it off. Because you're able to have this conversation with me and feel these feelings. And so I really want you to let go of the belief that you can't access your heart. Because that's what's in your way of quote-unquote figuring out your next steps. A better way to say it is knowing your next steps, feeling into your next steps. You don't believe that you have access to your heart or access to your intuition. And so that's why you feel a little stuck right now because I feel like you want to make a choice more from your intuition and less from your logic. You want to feel emotionally connected to the choice you made rather than just logical because you're even seeing that your marriage was more a logical choice and it was made probably from a place of, Oh wow, somebody's come along. That's going to choose me. If you felt like your whole life, your sisters got more attention, that they were more chosen, that you got a little Mm -hmm. left behind or left out Of course, the the thought of someone choosing you and being your person was appealing. So in a way, that was not just a logical choice. In a way, that was a decision from your heart because your heart longed to be chosen. Mm. So now it's really about giving yourself permission to make even more heart-based choices Mm -hmm. and to also look at the kind of partner you are to yourself. Yeah. Why do you love being around horses so much?
1: I guess they they make me feel a lot calmer and just I don't necessarily only like the riding part, but just the looking after part, mm-hmm. just being with them. But that's something which is now going to change as well because Because I can't afford them anymore, so I I will have to leave them go as well, which is really hard for me. Because that's
0: just yeah, I understand. But I want to go back. What? How do you feel around the horses, whether you're riding them or just tending to them?
1: That they are kind of a partner for me. That they just like doing something with me. Really, Mm -hmm. I I feel like because what I what I really get is that
0: with the horses. You can just be you, hmm. You feel like they're really present with you, and you get to just relax and be yourself,
1: yeah, I guess that's right that something somebody is just being there with me rather than doing something like it's just strange that i I sometimes I don't necessarily feel like I have time to just sit into nothing mm-hmm. and -hmm. I guess when I'm with horses, I just have to be there, yeah. Rather than do multiple things at the same time, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Because you put a lot of pressure on yourself to do, 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 do. And back to your question again about how do I make, how do I make this choice? How do I know what's next? It's really going to come from just being. Just giving yourself permission to get out of your head, get into your heart, to be quiet, to be still. And in that, there may be emotion that comes up. Part of the reason that we stay in our head and we keep ourselves busy is when we have a lot of suppressed emotion. It's a distraction technique. It's a coping mechanism. And it sounds like you've suppressed a lot, swept a lot under the rug and just kind of have moved on, gone through life. And because of that, you don't really even know what you want. No, that's right. Yeah. And even with your husband, it's like you really didn't even know. You didn't know if you wanted kids or not. You didn't know if you wanted to fight with them or not. There's sort of an indifference and almost an apathy that happens, and that's common when we shut down our emotions. Because when we shut down our emotions, we move out of love. And the opposite of love is not hate, the ap- opposite of love is actually indifference and apathy.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just, it's really strange because I don't even know what I think is love, you know? It's just. Because I'm not necessarily somebody where people are saying when they love somebody that they want to be around them all the time. And it's just kind of the, the feeling of, of being so close to somebody. And I'm just, I I don't necessarily have that. You see, I just, for me, whether somebody is there or whether they're not there to a certain extent, I don't know whether it makes a difference to me.
0: Right. well, you feel love when you're with the horses. Yeah. Because in that moment, you you allow yourself just to be seen. And you don't think they expect anything from you or you expect anything from them. See, it seems like because you've gone to your mind as a defense mechanism, so many of your relationships have been transactional and expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a deeper connection to people available that isn't based on those things. That's just based on presence and wanting to be. And you've put walls around your heart to protect you. You mentioned the things with your sisters, and I'm sure there were other things. And now it's safe for you to start taking those walls down. And it really begins with allowing yourself to feel, and you're doing a great job on this call just by letting yourself feel those feelings. And within that, you're able to have some insights and some aha moments. Do you feel more connected to your heart right now than you normally do?
1: I feel like the feeling part is really hard for me because every time I start to cry, I normally say it I hate crying. Um, I just don't really like it. I have tried now. What don't you like about it? Uh, people see that something is wrong, in a way, that I guess you're in a bad place, and I don't want to be in a bad place. I want to be in a good place. I want to move forward. And Do you listen to the show? Yes, I do. Have
0: you heard people cry? Yes. What do you judge about them or think about them when you hear them cry?
1: I think it's great.
0: So why is it great for them, but when you do it, you're... A weak broken person.
1: When I'm tr- maybe when I'm crying, I don't have the time for doing things. <laughs> I
0: just uh So crying makes you unproductive. <laughs> yeah, in a way. <laughs> yeah. So let me just I mean you can come up with a gazillion reasons why crying is quote unquote bad. But let me just tell you all of them are BS. <laughs> oh, If you want to get out of your head and into your heart, you have to be willing to feel. And I can understand and appreciate that it feels uncomfortable, especially as if as a little girl, when you felt sad, you didn't have anyone there nurturing you and holding you when you were crying. But now it's time to mother yourself and do that for yourself. And that may be part of the reason why you've thought you didn't want children is because you haven't fully accessed that nurturing mothering part inside of you. Yeah. My sneaky suspicion as to why you think you don't want children is because you think you wouldn't be good at it.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: But that's not true. And I don't even know if you're choice to not have children is truly true for you
1: that's what i don't really know either right. and i haven't managed to figure out how well to... my
0: love you're not going to figure it out no. <laughs> it's not something you figure out this isn't a logical question but really the 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 way through here is to start to feel to start to feel
1: how do I feel?
0: <laughs> well, you're doing it now. I'd also recommend getting expectation hangover and moving through the emotional section because that will help a lot. But it's, it's almost like you, you do feel you just suppress it. As soon as you have a feeling, you go into your head or you judge it or you tell yourself you're wrong or you distract yourself. So you do feel you just quickly numb it. So really the question is, how do I release my feelings? How do I stop judging my feelings? How do I not suppress my feelings anymore? Mm. And the answer is, you sit with them. You be with them. You know, it's interesting you're so drawn to horses because horses are mirrors, right? They reflect back to us where we're at in so many ways. Horses are very sensitive animals. Mm. They're very, very sensitive. And so you're drawn to think that's why you felt so so drawn to them and so comfortable with them is there's a part of you that's longing for that that type of sensitivity inside yourself. Yeah. This would also be a really good time to work with a counselor, to work with someone that can help you with this. You're going through a big change right now. A divorce is a big change. Yeah. And you don't want to just sweep that under the rug and move to the next thing and see him go and live his life with someone else and you're losing your horses. Like there's a lot, there's a lot, Emma, that's that's happening here. And you don't want to perpetuate the pattern of when emotionally challenging things happen that hurt my heart, I just sweep them under the rug, go into my head and move on. <laughs> yeah
1: that's very true
0: so how can you deal with this current situation differently than you have in the past
1: well initially I thought that because this is obviously like you say it's not just it's kind of starting a new life and I don't I thought i just stay somewhere and just see what happens but it's all seems to be complicated with finding a place to live. and, and
0: that's, Well, let me ask you I, this. Can you stay where you are for six months?
1: No, no, I can't. Okay. How long can you stay in the current place you're at? Probably about another one and a half, two months maybe, if that.
0: Okay. That's a good amount of time, so two months. So and then could you
1: just do you like the area that you're in you know as i said i don't really I haven't really made any friends and i feel like when i'm going to stay here and i would make friends that i i always my sister says to me that i always leave a back door open yeah <laughs> so i just
0: um well when we're when we're afraid of um emotions we're also afraid of intimacy and there's a part of you that has such high self-judgment, and again, you don't think people like you, <laughs> so you don't really let yourself get too close. So here's what I would suggest, because there's a lot here, and I don't mean that in, oh my gosh, you're so messed up, Um I don't mean that at all, but there's a lot that you shared and there's a lot that you are dealing with right now. I would recommend very quickly finding some kind of professional counselor to work with to help you deal with all the emotions that you've been suppressing and to help you talk this out and to help you navigate and to help get you out of your head and to help you break the pattern of, I have to figure this all out on my own. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Okay. Okay. So can you just give yourself permission not to have to make any other choice right now, but other than to find a professional to work with? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And can you trust that as you do that, that more answers will be revealed and you can take things one step at a time and that in the month and a half or two months from now, You'll, you'll have options. And even if it's, even if it's temporary, even if you move into a place in the same town that's temporary for six months when you get back on your feet and keep, because here's, I think that the internal work is more important than trying to figure out all your next steps. I would try to find a place where you can be grounded for a while, six months to a year and really work on, um, coming back to yourself and finding your finding home within yourself.
1: Yeah. That would be so nice.
0: Yeah. It's possible. And this call is the first step toward that. So look, look how much, you know, you, you knew to book this session, you followed your intuition and now the next step is just to find somebody to work with. So you have a bit of a guide and to know that the internal work and reconnecting you back to your heart and to your emotions is the most important next step to make. Yes. How do you feel? Empty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Empty in a positive way. Or, yeah. Uh, Does you mean like less burdened, less heavy?
1: Yeah. 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 That I don't. Necessarily have to do it all now.
0: No, you don't, my love. You don't. You don't. And it's all gonna be okay. I promise. It's all gonna work out. Trust
1: that. I have days where I trust it more than others. That's great. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So let's keep adding up the days that you trust it. Yes. acknowledge Emma for feeling on this call. It was a big step for her, and I'm so glad she had the experience of actually getting out of her head. Perhaps some of you listening recognized yourself in this call. If you find yourself confused a lot, having trouble getting clarity and trying to figure things out, consider that you, like Emma, may be a suppressor. She said, my way of dealing with things is just getting over it. Do you relate to that? If so, I encourage you to try a different approach if you want more clarity in your life, because you're really not getting over anything. You're just sweeping it under the rug. So why does repressing emotions and sweeping our past under the rug create confusion? Well, there's a couple reasons. First of all, it takes a lot of energy to avoid your feelings, which makes it super hard to relax and really hear the voice of your intuition. Clarity, guidance, and insight comes in those quiet, relaxed states. And if you're experiencing a ton of energy suppressing or distracting yourself from feeling by keeping busy and staying in your head, it's going to be rather difficult to hear your inner wisdom. Second, your higher self or soul wants you to wake up. It wants you to heal and feel. And so often the next step or clarity or answer you want will not be revealed until you actually heal and deal with what your soul needs to heal and deal with. For example, Emma never really dealt with the pain of feeling very alone and not seen in her family. She was barely even aware that she was lonely. I asked her, did you feel lonely as a child? And her first answer was no. But then she started to cry talking about how her sisters got more attention. Once that feeling came up, we really started to make progress in the call. We were able to see that her marriage was not just one she made from her head, her heart wanted to feel chosen and seen and validated, which from my point of view is why she got married at such a young age. She was yearning for a guarantee that she would not feel alone. Yet because her heart had been so hurt, she probably could not open fully to her husband or hear clearly if she really wanted to be a mother or trust that she'd be a good one. She was aware that her logical head was getting in the way. And there was a great example of that when we were talking about her sisters and she said, Well, it makes me feel sad, but my logical head. And then she went on to try to justify or defend or understand their behavior rather than truly honoring her own experience of it, honoring her own feelings. What was so beautiful is that she was able to switch off her logical mind and feel the feelings in this call. Emma, and if you relate to Emma, you need to let go of the belief that you can't access your heart. Give yourself permission to make more heart-based choices. Stop telling yourself you can't hear your heart or your intuition. If you keep telling yourself that, you're going to keep believing it. And I said a very important thing to Emma that I want to reiterate to you. The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference and apathy. And oftentimes when we're so in self-judgment, when we're so shut down and we're out of the energy of love, we move into indifference and apathy. And that, my friends, will create depression. So if you're feeling rather indifferent or apathetic, I'd rather have you feel angry or sad because at least that isn't indifference. At least that isn't apathy. And underneath any anger or sad is love. And if you can relate to putting walls around yourself to protect yourself, please realize it's also keeping love and connection out. Make it safe for yourself to start taking those walls down and begin to feel more connected to your heart. Emma said she didn't like to cry because it makes her seem weak and she doesn't want to be in a dark place, but (laughs) suppressing your emotions keeps you in a dark place. So it's so important to release our feelings. And if you need more help with that, I highly recommend Expectation Hangover and going through the emotional section of that. Also, we're going to be making a personal mastery course available year round. And I teach a lot of emotional release work in that as well. One thing that I think is so brilliant about Emma is that she felt called to work with horses. And I just love that because I think the horses were having an incredibly therapeutic effect on her. In fact, I don't even know if we would have gotten as deep as we had in this call had she not had some work with horses. Maybe some of you have heard about equine therapy. It's basically horse therapy. And any interaction between a person and a horse is this kind of therapy. Why? Well, horses can be an emotional mirror for humans. They respond to the feeling state we show. They are herd and prey animals, which means they have a strong emotional sense, and they use this sense as a survival tool. They feed off of and respond to other horses in the herd. If one horse in the herd is scared, the others will become frightened. They respond similar to humans. If a person approaches a horse with anger, the horse will respond by shying away or being stubborn. But when approached by someone who is open and calm the horse is more likely to respond in kind. Witnessing the horse's response promotes self-awareness and can help people see themselves in a more realistic way because horses never hide their emotions. Because of these qualities, horses can be used to help people heal. Many people struggling with addictions, trauma, and other mental health issues have learned that feeling is painful, like Emma. They attempt to numb sadness, anger, fear, even joy. For us to truly heal and be free of the issues that hold us back, we must learn how to identify, experience, feel, and cope with emotions without trying to escape. And horses are soothing, gentle animals. They're straightforward in their interactions. They don't judge or blame, and their presence alone can be immensely healing. So that's one of my takeaways for you today. Check out equine therapy. And most importantly, get out of your head. Stop trying to figure everything out. So many times we're at a crossroads in life where we're confused about something The answers are not something our logical mind can sort out. Sometimes we just have to feel our way through it. And I know that's uncomfortable because we don't like uncertainty. We like clarity, we like control. But I promise you, the more you let go, the more clarity you'll have. Some other takeaways, really acknowledge if you're a suppressor and consider getting a coach, getting a guide, getting a counselor, like I suggested to Emma to help you start to feel If that doesn't resonate with you, start to practice on your own. Even journaling every day, I feel blah, 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 and just stem sentences. I'm angry because I'm sad because talking to people about your feeling, even doing some kind of art or ecstatic dance, like something to move the energy, anything that helps you release and not suppress is a really good idea. And finally, give yourself permission to take a vacation from trying to figure things out. (laughs) Just give yourself permission to be an I don't know or not to know. Oftentimes when we're seeking clarity, we're so attached to the answers when maybe it's not time for the answers to come. Maybe we need just a little break and then finally the answers will be revealed. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it. And until next time, everyone, I'm sending you much love and many blessings. Hi, everybody. This is Susie Orman and soon we'll be launching my new podcast, Women in Money. Don't you miss it? on the show. Besides having a lot of fun, we're going to answer financial questions from listeners and maybe, just maybe, we'll even put you on so we can have a chat. Wouldn't you just love to talk to me? So be sure to check out Women & Money on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com and the new Podcast One app.